And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson, I want you to know that I was lied to. I was lied to by Brandon Banks and Glenn Armbar Abbott. They said there was not really all that much of a difference between the microphone that I use to record the joy of booking, which is just the MacBook microphone, and this microphone here that I use to record DDT wrestling. They were like, you really don't notice a difference. You were on 0.3 seconds, and you were immediately like, you sound worse. (laughs) Well, you sounded like you weren't anywhere near a microphone, and there was a significant echo. Now, I don't listen to the joy of booking. No one Uh, does. But my guess is it doesn't sound good then. (laughs) Uh, No. So what happened was... Not to say the content isn't great. I'm sure it's fantastic. Thank you. You're telling me that's the microphone you've been using, sir. No, I I monkeyed with it. So what happened was um, I came home Sunday from Mother's Day festival, a weekend of Mother's Day festivities for both mother and mother-in-law. And I immediately decided I wanted to clean and sort of revamp as much as I could this space. Okay. And so I took everything off. I took the microphone set up off this is attached to the dining room table that i am sitting at and i took the whole thing apart and i was getting ready to put it all back together and i was like that sounds like a lot of work i'm tired maybe maybe the audio quality isn't that different so i asked banks and glenn they said it was fine because they're my friends and they're they would lie for me i do get that but then i'm sitting here now and I'm like, though I can pick up the fan, I can hear like the hurt whirring of the fan. So then I went into the system preferences of the MacBook and started finagling with the settings of that. And so I think I just totally ruined it. So I, I am not surprised that you caught on right away. But yes, then I had to take the two minutes it took to put the microphone set up back together. Um, huh. I would like, by the end of the summer, I would like to have this table gone. I'd like to have moved from an office chair to more of like an armchair situation. Of course, I'd have to buy one. I'd like to have... That's not a good recording situation. You need to be on top of a microphone. I, I want the like I want like a, a floor stand, you know, the microphone stands that are on the floor, and then I can kind of pull it. I'd still be talking into it. It would still be right here. I would just be able to be more relaxed. I don't think it's going to work out the way that you'd hoped. Probably not. Nothing ever does. How are you, sir? Thank you for keeping me on the uh, on the right path. How how? How's Sorry life? for keeping you honest. That's fine. Um, what are you? Fine. Why are you smelling things? What do you? I smell? just got a delivery, which is some vitamins, and I was just curious what they smelled like because I've never had this brand before. And the last brand that I had kind of had a, an odor to it, and I was ah. kind of curious. Do these also is this is this what we have to look forward to in our in our forties? Is your deliveries have gone from cookies and s'mores and things to vitamins? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that was the exact length of pause it should have been. Um, I take vitamins in the morning. I still I'm doing gummies. I got gummy vitamins. They're not Flintstones shaped, unfortunately, but. 
We've got some gummy vitamins. <clears throat> Do you notice a difference? My pee turns yellow. As opposed to what color is it normally? Clear? Isn't that just more of an issue of hydration than anything else? Well, yes and no. Okay. Um, I clear always... is what you should be aiming for. That means you are adequately hydrated. Yes. Um, and then if you have a vitamin that then takes you from that to bright, burning green, yellow. Okay. Um, that's that's because of the water soluble vitamins that don't really get retained by the body and just that is the piece. I didn't know the the hue of yellow. I thought you meant the kind of straw yellow that you know you go in the morning and you haven't had anything to drink all night and it's kind of yellow. Sounds like you could be better hydrated even at night. Oh, for sure. I see. My issue is my bladder is so small. I either am dehydrated and sleep through the night or I get up three or four times a night to use the best restroom and I don't feel adequately uh, rested in the morning. So. Perhaps your prostate is enlarged. It's always been this way, though. Okay, probably not. Yeah, I've had a yeah, small, well. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a small bladder boy since way back. So when you're this, when you go to the, the movie theater, you're not getting the large soda. No, no, I it is rare that I make it through. I will say, since I have curbed uh, the the caffeine and I have I have restricted the diet coke consumption. Good. Uh, it is better. Um, but it is rare that I go to a movie and don't use the bathroom once, if not twice. Eh, fair enough. So, it's just, I think even I went to the restroom mid Evil Dead Rise, if I if I recall. Yeah. So. Which does make it interesting when you are an educator um, because, you know, I don't have a bathroom in my classroom. That's the dream. The dream would be to are have Are there bathroom. classrooms with bathrooms in it? In my Actually, building, you know yes. What? I remember like in kindergarten, obviously there was one attached, yes. but there like, are, there are a selection of rooms that do have an attached bathroom. Um, not as many of them used for kindergarten. Interestingly enough, that is kind of the goal. Um, but do you find next- second graders need immediate access to the bathroom right off of the room or no, okay. but it depends, you know, if you have a yeah, child sure. with a medical need or something like that. But I would like I would like one where I could just, you know, hop in here for a minute and cry a little and then that out there, Uh, you know, but instead I'm poking my head into the hallway looking for any able bodied adult and be like, can you please watch my class for nine seconds so I can run down the hallway? I like to picture you want you running down the hallway. Just (laughs) your run was more adequate. I was trying to do the. You know, chariots of fire, but it's more like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a sense of urgency. Otherwise, you wouldn't be looking for somebody. I've had moments where I'm like, can I just shut the door of the boys' room and hopefully no one notices? Yeah, fair enough. Speaking of bathrooms, you were in a dream I had last night, as was a bathroom. Do you find, and again, maybe this is just me and my bladder woes. Do you find that your dreams involve trying to find a bathroom and being unable to right before waking up when you really have to go to the bathroom? I have never had that dream. Oh, my goodness. I have. We were in a casino. The Manson and Matthews family was were in a casino, not even like a like a new casino. 
And I was trying to find a restroom, but all of the restrooms I was going into were also part of the casino floor. So like there's urinals with like a blackjack table right there. And the guy standing watching you as you like step up, or there's like a toilet in the middle of an open room at a poker table. And so I'm trying to find a, a toilet that is, that is private enough for me to take care of my business. And yeah. So it's not that you can't find a bathroom. It's that the bathroom you find is communal. I often have dreams in which I am going into multiple bathrooms and none of the bathrooms um, are, are I, there's either too many people or yes, there's no privacy. And so I keep having to search for uh, a private toilet, which, which I cannot find. And I suppose there would be a moment where I, I would have to go so badly it wouldn't matter. But in my dreams, I, the search continues until I wake up and run down the hallway. And do you think it, do you think there's a deeper meaning to this dream, or do you think it's simply the physical urge to urinate is subconsciously manifest? I would. I am sure, depending on how much, how many levels of dream analysis one wishes to go down, I'm sure we could unpack this to the nth degree. You know, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of interested to know what communal bathrooms uh, in your dreams mean. Well, I I would clearly there is some sort of insecurity and, you know, people around you opening up a dream dictionary because that would be all right. Here we go. (laughs) I didn't write this down on the list of possible directions for this podcast to go. I never thought to write down dream analysis, but now this is it. Every week you send us your dreams podcast at ddtwrestling.com and we'll discuss and try to come up with, um, you know, what, what's going on. I think it's, you know, whether it's an insecurity of, you know, people, people watching me or what, what did you, what are you finding? What's the internet telling you? In general, the bathroom in a dream is a place symbolically of self-expression and creativity. To have this place be dirty, this is talking about a dirty bathroom in your dreams, points to not being able to express yourself the way you would like, nor to use your creativity as you'd want. The bathroom is also a place of cleansing, thus symbolically it related to bathing and baptism, transformation moving into a new life using self-expression, creativity, and your ability to grow. Overall, this dream is repeated and it speaks to repression of your desire to express yourself and to creatively move forward in your life. This happens when generally one has not been supported or encouraged to move forward with their desires, leading to inner negative attitude. Um, I don't believe any of that. I think I just really have to <laughs> Yeah, I'm not buying that either. Um, I think it's my body's trying to manifest Okay. You have to go to the bathroom, but you are not. So why is that the case? And I do remember as a child having issues with like using the bathroom in school because like the feeling of people watching me like did make it so that often I would try not to go. It's uh, funny because like I just I Googled this and the vast majority of these are about recurring dreams in which people are stuck in a dirty bathroom. No, I just. I, it's not something that ever not I'm not this is not even a commentary on you or your dreams at this point. I, I just that is nothing that I that never had that dream. I've never even heard of well, this as a I'm recurring interested. dream. And now, now it's I'm apparently it's a thing. Now I'm interested in so this is sleepfoundation.org. 
what is the what are the most common recurring dreams so i'm going to i'm going to give you a couple and i would like to know cuz there are eight just on the top before i click on anything um two of these i can i can go for uh do you have any dreams about falling not since i was a kid but definitely have had one of those yeah flying no never car crashes never looking for a toilet never that i'm aware of being overwhelmed by house maintenance no not being able to speak no losing teeth maybe once but i'm gonna go with no i'm not i might be an implanted memory being attacked no so i will then i will then ask what are do you have any dreams that you feel are recurring yes uh sure um it used to be not being able to remember my locker combination and that followed me for a long time sure. even well past ever having a locker yeah um more so these days i i have a recurring dream where i have signed up for a college class mm-hmm. and i forget to attend and then i suddenly remember when it's like the end of the semester yes. and I'm supposed to go take a final or something. Yes. Which I find fascinating because I also have that. And to me, it makes perfect sense. I lived it. I yeah. often had classes that I either forgot about or, you know, didn't necessarily attend. And then I'm going to take a midterm or a final that I, you know, am woefully unprepared for. I don't feel like you had that same experience. Though. No, I didn't. And in fact, the thing that I think is weirdest about this, the last one or two times I had that dream, it was from the other perspective. I had signed up to oh. teach a course oh. and then realized I had not shown up to teach it until the end. Yeah. Um, that was a weird <laughs> That's twist. hilarious. A, a weird growth on that one. As you walk in and it's yeah. just, where have you been? Yeah. And more so, like it go, it kind of follows me. Sometimes, like it follows me through the semester, where it's like, I know I have to be there Wednesday night to teach this course, and the constant struggle to actually remember to go from week to week. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, that's that's my recurring nightmare. Haven't had it in a while. Uh, yeah, I I used to have often dreams in which I am spitting teeth into my hand. Huh. I, now, I had very poor dental hygiene for a very long time. I have dental issues not related to that, genetic ones in which my baby teeth are the only teeth I have in certain spaces. Me too. So th- there is a fear that I will eventually lose. Are you missing a tooth now in your head that should be there? Not but isn't? currently, but that's because once I, I did have a baby tooth in which no adult teeth formed under it. When I did yeah. eventually lose it, I ended up getting an implant. So that space is filled. How was that? Because I, that is something that is in my future. Not bad. Honestly. Really? Um, I don't tend to have much trouble with, I don't know, physical injury or pain, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I went in, I was awake through the procedure, which is kind of gross, I guess, because you know, it's kind of visceral. They cut open your gums, they peel it back, they drill into your jaw, and you're awake through all that. It's numb. You're not feeling it, but you're, I was awake at least. Maybe they don't always do that, but 
and yeah, and then they just sort of drill the post in. They and at first, I think they left it there for a while. Yeah, um, I think that they're supposed to. They're supposed to do. It's a two part thing. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it healed up nice, and it wasn't really any trouble. And I put a crown on it eventually, and here we are today. You know, and yeah. I haven't thought about it in a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna have multiple at some point. I am missing a tooth. Um, one has fallen out that I have not replaced, and it is not a. Uh, doesn't seem to be a. It's not hampering me in any way. Yeah, so it doesn't give me any trouble chewing or anything, really. No, good, good. No, no. I wouldn't be afraid um, of the process. That's for sure. I think you'd be all right. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily. You know, I'm interested in the recovery and all of that. Yeah. And I, I am interested because I believe most of like the bottom front teeth are all, uh, baby teeth. And so I'm like, so if there's multiple, can I like get like two implants and then like a bridge across so it's not. I haven't heard. I've heard that they don't do that, but I don't know why. It feels like they ought to. They do bridges with regular teeth. That's I don't know. Eventually, it's on. It's in my future, but so far, thankfully, hasn't happened uh, yet. But yeah, I those kind of dreams. I have dreams where I'm, you know, trying to. I'm in a car trying to navigate through narrow spaces or you know things like that. I I do have some recurring dreams, which is not. I wouldn't call this one a recurring dream, but something that comes up often in my dreams, even the ones that I was just talking about, right, with the teaching or or whatever, uh, I can't, I frequently find that I can't read in dreams, which makes sense. You can't read in dreams, supposedly. But, like, I will have dreams that can be about anything, and at some point I'll start trying to read something, be Mm. unable to read it, and then the dream becomes hyper fixated on me trying to read to it read. and I cannot and I become more and more frustrated until I wake up. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't have that. And again, some of the other ones on here, you know, public nakedness, not an issue. No, I um, love being naked in public. Returning to school, that one being unprepared, especially uh, when naked. I don't have a lot of being chased or trapped dreams. That is not something that comes up in my no in my dreams. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, I want to check in and hear um, how how school is going. But first, one of the oddest professors I've encountered, and I loved it. Highly approachable, gives fantastic feedback, worked during office hours to change my study strategy and habits. My grade went from a 65 to a 95. After two meetings, note, he doesn't cover all material that's required for MCAT, so good luck. Accurate. That's That all seems accurate. Weirdest? Oddest? Oddest. Probably oh. in that you care. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Never thought about that before. All right. Yep. Your 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 scores still look good. Makes it not too difficult. The class is a war, but your lectures and quizzes made it more manis- manageable. You have one, you know, lower score, but I don't actually think it's it's you. No, uh, I hated this class so much. You are a. <laughs> That's a way to lead. That's a great way to lead in there. That's the topic sentence. Great. Great. Uh, Fantastic. You are a really nice and caring guy, 
but your lectures are so boring as you just read off the slides, which I, I doubt. I never read off the slides. I doubt. Well, and it's just, it's, I've known you a very long time. You have been many, many things. Boring is never one no. of the words I would use. I can't even fathom what class this person was attending. Yeah. Um, because that is so not how I am delivering this. You are, you are a little more lenient than two other people. Uh, the, there was somebody who did complain about the professor switcheroo, which you. Yeah. Well, you I mean, knew, you knew was going to come. Yeah. But yeah, your people are still raving about you. Okay. No awful ratings yet. I'm waiting. I'll get one sooner. We'll later. do a special. We'll, we will. We'll do a special report when that happens. Uh, how is your uh, intensive class? You're you're in the middle of it. Yeah. Halfway. Uh, yeah, we're after Friday. We'll be forty percent of the way through. Wow. Twenty oh, percent every week. week. Yeah. So almost coming along. Um, next week is the week I am dreading the most. Next week is material um, that I did not teach last semester. And so okay. I've only taught it once before, and it's stuff that I'm definitely shakier on. Is so I have this to review. The, you switched professors. Yes. That's why you didn't teach it. Got it. Yep. Didn't teach it. Didn't review it because I didn't need to review it last semester. And uh, it's not that it's anything that I think is beyond me. It's just I don't have that additional um, semester worth of experience to draw upon like sure. I do with the rest of the material. So, so I got to do more review, certainly. And I'm sure that will be a little shakier. And the two and a half hour lectures are difficult. So imagining trying to do a two and a half hour lecture on material that I'm a little shakier on, uh, mm -hmm. a little intimidating, but I think I'll get through it. And you're, now you're having to be on campus every day, right? No, just Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've been going more often because the missus has had um, a couple of weird weeks where she's had to go in like on Tuesdays also. So I've been mm -hmm. going as well. For those days, and so it's been a little, a little weird the last couple of weeks. But uh, I, I don't, I don't believe I told you, but I did confirm. Yes, you did see my parents. Oh, did they of see me? No. Oh no! And of course, my my dad was like, "He should have come and said hello." And my mom was like, "Would you have even known who he was if he came over?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I would have remembered him." I okay. honestly wasn't sure that it was them. I don't think I have seen your mom or even the champ for that matter since the wedding, probably. And even then, like I was not heavily checking them out that day. You know what I mean? Like, no. though I have memories of like stopping by your house. Yep. And we had to have been. Maybe it was early in grad school, maybe. Yeah. But like that's at this point. Yeah. Not 20 years ago, but no. 15 anyways. No. I, I, the last time I definitively know I saw your dad was at your like rehearsal dinner and wedding situation. I remember the breakfast. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Every time I eat chocolate chip pancakes, I go, hey, Mr. Dr. Manson, this is for you. And I take a huge and I make take it a big bite. Mickey, ear, Mickey ears. And hey, it makes you feel any better. I would even say at that time, I had not enjoyed a chocolate chip pancake in. 20 years mm -hmm. and since i was a wee child since then i have had chocolate chip pancakes again and you know what dc you are absolved of any guilt that may have been left over from that interaction because yes they are delicious 
And frankly, a grown adult should be able to enjoy the I, complexity and sheer fun that a chocolate chip pancake delivers. I had some lovely Nutella pancakes this weekend, which really were just three small pancakes and two little packets of Nutella. And I was like, you're not even going to try with the presentation. <laughs> I did yeah. get to control the the uh, the allocation of Nutella. So that part was nice. Well, good. It was an interactive food. Well, all right. So you have you have enjoyed your your course. You are 40 percent done three weeks till freedom. Uh, yeah. G- GQ and I are trying to coordinate schedules to do some sort of get together once all of us are done. Uh, thank you for remembering to text back. We appreciate it. You, when you initially texted, I was still in the middle of Mother's Day things, and then I forgot. Um, so it took me maybe a day or two to remember. That's just fine. And then I, when I did strike me, it was early in the morning. I said, I better reply right now, or I'm just going to forget. That is just fine. Grateful you replied at all. <laughs> Thanks for thinking. I really set the bar high. I really set the bar high. Uh, But yes, so that will be nice. I have not seen Mr. GQ in quite a while. I see GQ often enough, but I look forward to getting all of us together because I always enjoy watching the two of you interact. (laughs) It's a good, I, I, I feel the same way watching the two of you have your your little man crush from afar and you get talking about a subject that I'm like, I have nothing to contribute to this. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Have you been mulching? Is your topsoil arrived? No, I, I've been putting all that off. I'm still busy enough where I just, you're going to have a lot of free time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll worry about that later. That's how I'm feeling about it right now. Trying to decide on a place to go on vacation, like the first week that I'm done, but we're having difficulty Selecting I am, anything. I am assuming that Mrs. Manson's email, uh, which is titled MV, uh, will be asking about a possible maybe yeah. destination. We'll see when we get there, won't we? We will. But first, uh, I'm going to offer you three hypotheticals. I choose one the blue one. Key. Do you want to go by color? Yeah. I didn't okay. realize there were different colors. I thought they were all orange, actually. So rather than... Canadian football future, which is probably for the best, or the brain pill. Uh, okay. We shall read prison culture. All right. That's the choice. Hypothetical. A totally innocent man is sent to prison for 25 years, all for a crime he did not commit. Okay. The Hence, DNA- he was innocent. Got it. The DNA evidence that indisputably proves his innocence does not emerge until he has completed his full sentence. Okay. So innocent man in prison, 25 years. During those 25 years in prison, he kills three other inmates, sells drugs, is tangentially involved with the rape of another prisoner, mercilessly abuses a canine police dog, and steals food from other inmates on a regular basis. Okay. However, he was never caught doing any of those things. Upon his release from prison, he openly admits to doing all of those things. In fact, he brags about these activities to the media. Prison is a different culture, he explains, 
I did what I had to do to survive. Now the question. You are head of the penal system. <laughs> penal. You're the head of the penal system. <laughs> yeah, I am. You have just learned that this man was wrongfully imprisoned and about all of the terrible things he did while in jail. All the th- terrible things he claims that he did. Yeah. So the question is, do you release him back into society or do you attempt to charge him with the new crimes he claims to have committed during his stay in prison? Well, I think you were in prison for a particular crime that you were convicted for. So if you have served that time, you are released. If there are additional crimes with which that you might be charged, well, then you would need to go through the court system again and your guilt be judged for a new sentence to be handed down. This is the most boring hypothetical I've ever heard. You picked the blue one. That's my fault. That's my fault. Am I wrong? Is that not the most boring thing you've ever heard? Like, you can have one sentence for one crime and you've served it. I mean, I guess maybe part of the hypothetical here is, okay, maybe he did bad things and maybe he should be tried again. And maybe we should be considering, yes, but the first time he served the 25 years, he was innocent. So can't we take those 25 years and apply it to this to me, that's series not of crimes? The issue. But to me, that's not the issue. To me, it is this person in those 25 years in prison became, by all accounts, um, not a productive member of society. And so the question to me is, do you let him free for however long it takes to collect your evidence, try him and go through all of that in which he could do who knows what, or do you try to keep him in jail for those things? I think you have to let him go. Otherwise you're a fascist. I'm not saying I'm a fascist, but I'm saying I can think of many situations in our country specifically where those sorts of things would happen. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing, but I'm just saying this is not my favorite hypothetical. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like you've done the time for the crime that you were convicted of. And so, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess if you could be charged if and then a judge could say, okay, yeah, and we're putting him in jail on condition of bail, and we're going to set the bail super high because these are very serious crimes that he's accused of, There's remains the possibility that going through the proper channels would result in this person not getting out on the streets at all. Yeah. Um, I want to know how he had access to a canine dog. Right? Like all the other stuff, I'm not condoning, but I get. Why would you, have, why would you be allowed to get anywhere near a canine police dog. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with the brain pill. Right. That was the one that brain is interesting me. to me. Canadian football future probably is the better question, but uh, just based on the title, I don't like it. You are offered a brain pill. If you swallow this pill, you will become 10% more intelligent than you currently are. Impossible. I know you're going to obstruct. That's, I knew. <laughs> I didn't even get to finish it. I knew that was what you were going to say. Uh, okay. You will be more. You will be more adept at reading comprehension, logic, and critical thinking. However, okay. To all other people you know, and to all future people you meet, you will seem 
20% less intelligent. In other words, you will immediately become smarter, but the rest of the world will perceive you as dumber, and there is no way you can ever alter the universality of that perception. Do you take the pill? And furthermore, just to, I guess, since you're becoming 10% smarter, and they'll perceive you as 20% dumber. Not 20% dumber than you are, but 20% dumber than you were. Like, that's actually like a 30%, 30% difference. Not that that's really exactly how percentages work. But regardless, um, that's a pretty big drop-off. That's like saying somebody with a 150 IQ, which is pretty damn smart. That's yes. like saying the world's going to always interpret you as having a 100 IQ, which is pretty fucking dumb. So... I don't think that's a good trade-off. Yeah, it, it, it goes to the question, I think, of, again, perception versus reality. Would you rather be smart or would you rather have others see you as smart? I don't... It's a, I, I, yes, I think it's... I understand the question you're asking. I just don't think it matters. Like, I don't think I need to be 10% smarter like, I, I just, I, I don't. Um, I'm not sure 10% gets me anything. I already feel smart enough yeah. that I feel like a lot of life is drab, uninteresting, boring, and just a worry because I'm probably thinking about everything far too fucking much. So I don't know that getting 10% smarter actually helps me at all. And then I think there are plenty of people in this world that always already think I'm an idiot. So having them think I'm even a bigger idiot also I don't think actually helps my situation at all. So I think I'd pass on the pill. I don't, I don't think 10% is actually like meaningful. Like it's, that's not going to be the difference between me being me and me making a million fucking dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't see what the tangible benefit of being 10% smarter is. I think I just pass. I don't know you. Well, and 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 both of us are in jobs in which our, I suppose most jobs, intelligence matters. Yeah, like if I'm perceived as twenty percent dumber. Oh sure, that could be a problem. Do you lose your job because they're like, we need someone who's a little more capable than this? What do you think my rate my professor, professor um, reviews would look like if I was perceived as thirty percent dumber than I actually was? They'd say the class is easier and they'd be happy, probably. Huh. But uh, yeah. Maybe I should aim yeah. for that. I, I think I would pass on the pill. Um, and I'm very glad I am not the head of the penal system. If we, if we say, if we call this episode the penal head, is that, are we going to get in trouble? I don't think so. All right. What are you doing? Cleaning my phone. So I'm really, really bored over here. <laughs> Because you're so smart. <laughs> you realize how much of this podcast is drab and uninteresting. I only have to give it about 5% of my brain cycles and I can be focused on other things. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You've been a leader of people before. <laughs> Regrettably. How, how would you boost morale? Pizza party. I'm shaking my head. I wouldn't really do that. Um, right. What's the situation I, that I'm trying to boost the, morale? The only, the only reason is I, you know, besides the fact that I have watched some Ring of Honor wrestling the last few days, um, the only I checked, you know, Lords of Pain or the former Lords of Pain 
And apparently WWE held another all hands on deck meeting that was focused on boosting morale and talking about how great things are and how much everyone's work is appreciated. And I was just like, if I was trying to boost the morale of any group of people, let alone a giant group that knows that most or not most of them, but a good number of them are going to get released soon when this merger happens, you know, I, I, I would try to do something more than just talk about how great things are. Yeah. I can't imagine that actually boosts morale. I think I would. Um, hmm. I don't think it's possible to boost morale in the WWE. I think the people who are doing really well probably feel pretty good. Uh-huh. And everybody else knows either that things aren't going to get necessarily better for them, most likely. I bet you when Vince McMahon had to step away from the company for those many months, whatever that was there, and Triple H took over, I bet you that boosted a whole lot of people's morale. Yeah. And in the wake of Vince McMahon coming back, I don't think there's anything you can do to, no. quote unquote, boost morale at this stage. I don't think so. You know, we just had Teacher Appreciation Week last week, or at least that was when our district chose to to celebrate it. And the best, you know, there was lunch provided. There was a candy buffet. The best thing that they did to boost morale was cancel the staff meeting. Yeah. You know, I, I especially since I'm like, it's Wednesday. Where are they having this meeting? I assume all of the employees, unless this is like corporate employees, I would assume, you know, you're not having this meeting for talent. They all went home. Zoom. Everybody get on Zoom. Maybe that's it. Uh, Gunther, you're, 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 you're not muted. We can hear you. Eating your, your, your chips. Uh, yeah, nothing major to report. Like I said, I watched, I'm catching up on some 2023 ring of honor. There's good stuff. You know, wrestlers are good. Uh, otherwise nothing to report. I'm ready to go to the emails unless you have something, uh, we have not discussed that you would like to. I just, I happened to check out wrestlingheadlines.com just because I was looking for that story. Yes. Apparently, oh, AEW is having a new show on Saturday. Yes. Yes. They are doing a new show called Collision, which apparently is going to be built around CM Punk. I don't know if I believe that. Okay. Don't think so. It doesn't seem like he's reliable to where anyone in any of the companies. Related to AEW, because there's related companies for their TV deals and streaming services, right? I don't know that anybody would build a brand around him right now. Like, don't get me wrong. They might say, we're going to bring him back. We feel like he could do a ratings bump. But I don't think anybody puts all their eggs into that basket yet. That, that is not what the reports have said. Um, you know, he. the idea was that that would be the show he would... You know, there's been rumors that AEW was going to essentially do their own sort of brand split and have. Is that what this is? Different talent on different rosters. Well, first of all, I like how they say 
you know, oh, TNT launches the second night of wrestling. So now there's going to be Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. So they're actually going to have three again? Fridays. So Dynamite's Wednesdays, Rampage is Fridays, and now they're having Collision on Saturdays. So they are essentially getting rid of Dark and Dark Elevation, and now all of their stuff will be on TV. Hmm. Um, okay. That's better, and, actually. And, I suppose they're, you know, the the representatives are saying that CM Punk is not affiliated with this. Um, But the idea was that, you know, again, it is reported, take it with a shaker of salt, a hard brand split is planned, champions and special exceptions, and that Punk would be the major part of the collision brand. But nothing is official. Though, by the time people hear this, we record on Wednesdays, Uh, Maybe it'll be announced in one of the, this is the most important night of wrestling ever. Vitamin, now she's bringing ice cream. This is better. She brought vitamins, now she's bringing ice cream. I feel like if CM Punk does show up on this show, you don't announce that ahead of time. I don't know, man. If it was me... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's been lots of real productive meetings backstage. and Everybody's on the same page at this point. But I just feel like after what happened and the way it happened, you got to be like, look, Phil, we'd love to have you back. We think you could do good things with the property. We really respect you and your talent. But like, come on. I would have to be a complete and utter rube to build a brand around you right now. You got to put in some time. You got to give us six months. You got to give us a year to show you're a team player and that this stuff mm-hmm. is that it's in the past and we're buried the hatch. Well, so, th- so my fear, because I don't have a lot of faith in Tony Khan. Yeah. My fair fear enough. is that he is going to basically be like what WCW did with Hulk Hogan in the nineties. You're going to get to do whatever you want. You can bring all your friends in. You can basically refuse to lose any time. We'll go with it. We're just like, we want you to be part of this so badly that you can essentially be like the, the crown prince who makes your decisions and will just go with it. And that was great in the short term for WCW. They made a lot of money. They were in the ratings, won the ratings for 83 weeks. And inevitably, that sort of behavior was one of the reasons that WCW failed. Not the only reason, but one of them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, I hope it works. Me too. You know, wrestling is better when CM Punk is in it and happy to be there. So I hope that is how it goes. That's fair. Uh, I hope you send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I see four of them at this point. Uh, The first one comes from Nate this week in the email. Good morning, DC and Doc. I love the D of DDT lives. It sounds cool. Gives you the freedom to do and talk about whatever you want. And it reminds me of They Live. R.I.P. Roddy Piper. Hell yeah. You guys have kind of, well, pretty much stopped watching wrestling. And I also have, except the PPVs, now called PLEs. AEW is unwatchable. And Roman has turned me off of WWE so much. I hope Seth can win the world title and bring me back in. That is true. In Saudi Arabia, in a couple of weeks, we're getting Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the new world championship. Oh, okay. I'm sure that match will be very good. 
I'd even like to see AJ be champion again. Yeah. He had a good run. That would be good. I agree. To the questions. I don't know if you can answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Was there ever any behind-the-scenes drama between you guys and anyone else while on the NAI network? I mean, we can answer. Fucking Liam Stryker. What a prick. Uh, no. Honestly, there was. I had no behind-the-scenes drama with anybody on the network. I can say that quite honestly because I was never involved. Nobody in NAI, nobody from any of the other shows ever reached out to me except when DC said, why don't you ask Doc to be on your show this week? And I would show up. Outside of that, I received zero communications from anyone else on the entire network. None. So no drama by default. I can't say there was a ton of drama. Um, you know, I we I was the the New Age Insiders chief of staff back when they were like having web pages with columns and things. Um, we were the first, I believe, affiliates. Um, there was some, you know, the drama was. Here's the issue. Uh, there are a couple of issues, but let, let's get the two major ones. Um, Jason Maltov, Liam Stryker, and Bill Neville were trying to make a career out of this. Yep. Doc Manson and DC Matthews were 10 plus years older than all of those, had careers that we were quite happy in, and this was a fun hangout with a friend. And pretty soon, let's, you know, we were the let's be the, the, affiliates of the wrestling network that don't talk about wrestling and then when they were like yeah maybe you could talk about wrestling we were like no i will say like the 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 major piece of drama and again i don't think this was drama like with anybody but i think the drama that i felt the most was all related to the formation of the nii network because like originally when we were affiliates we initially had our show um, being basically double posted. It was on our feed and was also on yes. their feed. And being on their feed was great for us. It got us additional audience members. I think a lot of people who listen to us today got their start because we probably showed up on their feed. And so 100%. once they added additional affiliates, they decided that they weren't going to host those shows on their own feed anymore. And they made that NAI network feed, right? And that NAI network feed never got any traction at least not the way the NAI podcast feed did. Um, yeah. So immediately, the traffic on that feed was almost nil. Then, yeah. you're taking a podcast feed, and podcast is a medium where ostensibly there's one show per feed. It's usually how this works. You release an episode. It's available as the newest episode for at least a week or maybe a few days, depending on your format of your show. Until your next episode drops, your thing is there. And so if you have people who listen to your show or like to listen to your show, they have their podcast app. They might not go into it every day, but when they do go in there, your latest episode gets loaded onto the device that it's ready to go listen up next, right? Well, when you're on a, a feed with three or four other shows and your show is posted on a day that maybe another show is posted eight hours later or even 12 hours later, if you have fans that like your show, they don't even see your show because by the time they go back into their app two days later, there's two yeah. more episodes of other shows they don't 
even if they do like those other shows, I'm just going to have to say that they don't care about, maybe they love those shows. I don't know. But then they never see your episode. And so every decision around how that feed was going to work, I felt like lowered the potential to find an audience for each individual show. Sure. And so I just, I often didn't agree with a lot of the moves that were being made. And once we started seeing the data, of what was happening, it was clear that this was not going to be beneficial in any no. way. And so we, I think part of our obstruction to talking about wrestling and all that stuff was we said, well, we got to give the show some sort of edge. If this is a podcast feed of all wrestling shows, let's not talk about wrestling. Give people a reason to find our show. And if yeah. they want the wrestling talk, well, they can come over to our real show, our real feed. Um, yeah. And so I, I guess maybe, again, from my perspective, like seeing the data and then what we kind of decided to do with that obviously clashed with the intentions of the NII, of the NII people. Well, so. and, and, and Not again, that I know because they never contacted me to actually have a conversation no. about it. So I well, don't and, actually and, know. But. And, and I had conversations with people that and they were like, we like what you're doing. We like that it is something different because they had the wrestling podcast about nothing, which had an actual professional wrestler, um, which was an edge for them. Uh, you had, um, you know, McCool and the gang or whatever his super fanboy show was about. And then you had Ant. And Ant is an idiot. He was a merch and machine, though, right? I mean, he, he yes, if, if you can. He count, was a branding you know, machine for himself, I, but. I will, I will, you know, basically bully my friends into buying my merch um, and then, you know, have a little tantrum and say I'm done recording because I need to devote more time to my family and I can't do this, you know, kind of immature stuff all the time. We all got to grow up sometime, right? And then six months later, he has a new logo and he's doing new more, more merch and he's spent time. Re- I don't like it. Um but anyways, there was not a lot of drama. It was, and we, what happened was. I honestly don't um, think I ever once spoke to Ant ever. I think yeah. I've had zero interactions with him, period. You are, you are better for it. Um, and then quickly they realized. Is that McCool guy doing anything anymore? No idea. No idea. Uh, then they quickly realized that it wasn't going to work. You are not going to be able to join WWE. You're not Sam Roberts. You're not Pat McAfee. You were never going to, this was never going to be the best thing they ever did was join up with chaotic wrestling. Um, you know, they, they were potentially going to buy chaotic wrestling when it eventually went for sale. That didn't work out. Um, and when they realized that this wasn't going to become, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Huh? when this wasn't going to be the money-making machine that they wanted it to be, uh, it fell apart. I thought they did um, a great job, though, like building a community and like building an audience. Like They really fostered something pod- great there. Like They really did. The podcast was great. They had a great community. I, was, I am still uh, delighted and privileged to have been a part of it, and I do think the majority of our listenership comes from the NAI network and the neighborhood. We really uh, considered for some time, folks, uh, our, our show on that network. We considered calling it Writing the Coattails um, for obvious reasons. 
So we did. We did, didn't we? That would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. We wanted the uh, private yeah. earful ultimately, which I get the feeling <laughs> yeah. they really didn't like. I do remember an email, a, a DM at one point where they were like, "We're not really sure that like this." Like we, we might need you to change. We were like, fine, we'll be DC and Doc. Talk. What, what is like, offensible awesome. about a private earful? It's descriptive I, of a podcast. I don't think it's offensive. It's like a fireside that. chat amongst friends. You have you have the new age insiders. You have rant with Ant. You have McCool and company or again, whatever <laughs> name that was. And then you have a private earful. Had we had pictures of us with like luchador masks and smoking jackets and like pipes, maybe it could have worked. I do think I'm one of the very first private earful shows. I made a joke about earfuls of privates, and I think that could have been the tipping point. So, so was there any drama necessarily? No, Uh, I still love Jason Maltov. I have happily met him a couple of times in person. Um, Liam Stryker is a very nice guy. Uh, I didn't know Bill Neville well, but I'm very glad he's living his best life down in Disney with his fiance. I think they're engaged. Have they gotten married yet? I, I've kind of, I'm not keeping track. Um, you know, that's how I met Chip, and I love Chip. And again, the besties I think most come from come from the neighborhood. So no, not not a too not too much drama. But obviously, we had some things to say. DC. What was the most challenging part of teaching during the COVID era over Zoom? Or what did you do during that period? And if it was online learning, was there anything you learned from that experience? Uh, March, whatever it was, 13th, 14th, 2020, um, I go home. um, I have a difficult class that I now have to do exclusively online. Um, We did not go back uh, that entire year. We finished off the year. Uh, teaching virtually. Um, And then the following year, I had one virtual student for half the year until he came back full time. Uh, The more difficult part was the following year. Teaching remotely via Zoom, we were all so caught up in pandemic panic that the teaching was the afterthought. We were trying to continue to maintain positive relationships with these young um, these young people. So I was scheduling not only the lesson pieces, um, but also, you know, once or twice a week, or I'm doing lunch groups or things just so these kids, you know, still feel that sort of school connection and have time to interact with other kids. That part, um, I didn't mind as much. I don't know how much I taught them, but I didn't mind it as much. The year after, where they took our field. And they, you know, the, the kind of like there's a baseball field and like the soccer field area and they've spray painted a grid and each class can only play in that grid. And we have to be patrolling the perimeter to make sure that they are not interacting with other kids in other grids. That was the hard part. That was the, you know, we have to make sure we are moving in the hallways um, at times when other classes aren't so special you know our our unified arts classes your gyms your musics your 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 languages have to be staggered so that i travel in the hallway during this two minute period and then i have to be sure i'm out of the hallway so that another class can go in that two minute period that was the pain in the neck part um you know the online learning wasn't bad i 
I learned that they're not getting much. Again, I don't know how much I taught. It was basically, let's try to retain as much knowledge as possible uh, for these young people. Um, but again, teaching seven and eight-year-olds online is a, is a tricky proposition. Mm-hmm. Doc, I was perusing Letterboxd a few days ago and saw that you gave The Lodge one star. Why? I do understand why, but I really enjoyed it. Takes place during the winter, creepy atmosphere, environment. You never nearly know what's going on, so keeps you on your toes and begins and ends with a bang. A slow burn for sure, but with a strong ending, so I forgave the middle. Um, I, it's, been a, it's been a while since I saw this film, so I don't remember exactly all the details, but if I recall... There is a sort of a twist towards the end, except I found the movie to be incredibly dull and telegraphing itself the entire time. I'm actually trying to remember if the twist is like explicitly just told to the audience throughout the film or if I just guessed it because of how obvious it was. But either way, it did not keep me engaged as a result. Um, I definitely remember that. And I also remember the children actors. There's two kids. And they were f- they were awful. Like, they were, like, unwatchable, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know. Like, ultimately, I think they tried to do something clever. But I, it didn't. It just didn't. just didn't hit for me. Um, mm-hmm. I just did not find it engaging. Um, I thought it was. Yeah, technically a well-made film, but like the writing was bad, the acting was lacking in several areas. And I yeah, I just I thought the I can't remember if the twist was if it was actually a twist and I just had it figured out from like the start or if it was this in this movie did they did they let the audience in on what was happening earlier? I, something tells me maybe that's the case and I just thought that was unnecessary i but maybe i'm wrong about that i can't remember it's been too long yeah overall just there was a few different things working against it in that film it, it just it just ultimately didn't hit i can see what they were trying to do um but it it unfortunately did not work for me sorry i'm glad you enjoyed it though because honestly yeah. again it is a technically well-made film um and yeah as you said the atmosphere and environment's kind of cool so yeah Definitely some interesting stuff. There was some. There was definitely some ideas there. I'll give them that. Uh, which was better, that or uh, the lodge, which featured a guy going "Get out, get out." That one. Yeah, that's a good one. Every time I saw the lodge, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a good one." No one escapes. The lodge. I need to watch that again. That's so good. <laughs> I have to find that. I'm trying to find season two. Haven't found season two yet, but I want to find season two. Fair. Um, all right. All the best to you guys. Appreciate everything. Love you guys. You too. Your bestie, Nate, you sent for my iPhone. Thank you, Nate. Good questions this week. We have not heard from Che Jay! in quite a while. Long time no speak. Evening, gents. Admittedly, quite behind on the pods. Life has been quite the roller coaster recently, and I've decided to come back with the hard-hitting questions. As today is National Walnut Day, where would you rank the humble walnut on a list of nuts? 
Um, towards the top, actually. Towards the top. I'm not a huge walnut fan. I like them in things. I like them um, like in banana bread, although I would rather have pecans in banana bread. I like them when, when growing up at holidays, we would have a basket of nuts. I don't know why, but it seems like it's a thing that you find at local grocery stores here. You can just buy a bag of mixed nuts. Sure. And of those mixed nuts, I feel like the walnut was the superior nut. It was large. It was fun to try to crack with your bare hands. Um, you know, a nice flavor. It's a little woody, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. That's probably kind of goes from there. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I prefer a pecan over a walnut. I prefer uh, a pistachio. I prefer a macadamia nut. Oh, yeah. I prefer a cashew, even. Um, I guess I prefer well, almonds as well. But I still think well, they're solid. I think they're a solid nut. They're no Brazil I, nut. I, I mean, Brazil nuts are gross. I think what this tells me is that at some point, if this is going to be DDT lives or whatever, even though at this point, I'm not sure we're ever going to change the name. I just think it's a, it's a mental. Thing. Oh yeah. I, I think at some point, uh, maybe next week we'll see. I think we have to actually make a list <laughs> of nuts. Uh, it is also national juice slush day. If you could mix three ingredients to make the perfect juice, what would they be? Hmm. Ooh. You know, there Ooh. is a drink company here. I, I don't know if it exists in the UK called Snapple. And growing up, they used to make a, a, a flavor, only two uh, mixed in here, but strawberry kiwi. Um, I'm a big fan of strawberry kiwi. And I feel like, I feel like that would be a good base to start from here. Um, since it's strawberry, I could see adding some banana, although I don't know if that would mix well with the kiwi or not. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe something like that, though. DC? Uh, well, so here's the interesting thing. It's National Juice Slush Day. If you could mix three ingredients to make the perfect juice. Now, that doesn't mean those three ingredients need to be fruit. Okay, fair. Um. Now Again, who's obstructing? I suppose it depends on the definition of juice. And since it's a slush, uh, would like crushed ice count as an ingredient? Because a strawberry kiwi slush, that sounds all right. That's it. So now juice is defined as the liquid obtained from or present in fruit or veg. So I'm assuming it would need to be one of the, th or the three. Uh, Lately, I am particularly fond of the combination of lemon and blueberry. Okay. Yeah. The bakery near us has a lemon blueberry parfait sort of thing that I need to get my hands on at some point in the near future. Um, so I would say lemon blueberry, but then I think I'm also going to kind of copy you uh, some crushed ice if we're making a slush. That's, the, you know, a lemon blueberry slush, probably really good. A lemon orange slush and just lean right into the citrus, also probably very good. Yep, yep. Uh, hope all is well with you and your families. I look forward to catching up on the missed episodes. All the best from across the pond. Jay sent from Outlook for Android. I know that uh, our good friend Simon um, is doing a catch up on the podcast as huh. well. 
you know, and, and again, that kind of goes to what you were talking about with the network. Um, you know, not everybody's going to listen every single week. We are, you know, we might be something that, you know, you go on a road trip and you listen to six or eight of our episodes, you know, in a, in a short span and catch up. So whenever you're listening to it, we're glad you're here. So thank you, Che. Our next one comes from the bestest of our besties, Glenn sci-fi versus horror. Hi guys. Here's a little tournament for you guys to play with. Who wins? Darth Vader versus Jason. Jason. Explain. Well, in Friday the 13th, uh, part seven, uh, he fights basically a girl who was a stand-in for Carrie, so she's got telekinetic powers. And frankly, Jason, I mean, don't get me wrong, he loses in the movie like he does in every movie, but he comes back. Um, telekinetic powers were no match for Jason. So I don't think Darth Vader would be able to do much more. The lightsaber. Whatever. Chop him up. He'll be back. That's like we saw in Jason X. True. Jason's been beheaded and it hasn't stopped. He'll be back. There's no stopping Jason. Unlimited regeneration. Darth Vader doesn't have that. You had to put him into a robot suit. Fair. Doctor Who versus Doctor... Vibes? I'm going to go with uh, Doctor Who, I guess. I don't feel strongly about this one, though. You can tell that we're not from the UK because we don't care about Doctor Who very much. I want to get into Doctor Who. I've watched a lot of clips of Doctor Who, but I haven't seen an entire episode. Um, Ewoks versus Chucky. I think the Ewoks win just because there's so many of them. But, you know, Chucky also just keeps coming back. So I don't, I don't know. I also haven't really Doc- seen any Chucky material since. <sighs> Bride of Chucky, which was the fourth movie. And there's been like eight movies and now like three seasons of a television show and a remake. So like. I'm not up to date on my Chucky. Uh, so it's hard. But yeah, I don't know. Don't feel strongly about that. Doctor Strange versus Freddy Krueger. Realistically, probably Doctor Strange wins because like it's the kind of nonsense he pulled at the end of that first movie, right? He's just, he's just sort of overpowered. But in my heart, it's Freddy Krueger. So you're voting with your head or your heart? I guess my heart. I don't think I'm right, but I'm going to choose Freddy Krueger. Captain Picard versus Michael Myers. Thank you for putting Jean-Luc in there. Glenn. I would have strongly preferred if this was Captain Kirk versus Michael Myers. Well, of course, because he's got the Kirk mask. Correct. Or the Shatner mask. Rather. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Myers. I'm sorry, but Picard is like a 90-year-old robot at this point. So he is a, He is an android at the end of you know, sees well, spoilers. <laughs> um, a Wookiee versus the Yeti, not the WCW one, unfortunately. That would be the Yeti. They're kind of the exact same fucking thing. I guess I'll go with the Wookiee because he knows how to use like crossbow. Yeah. And the Yeti, I'm going to presume, is not technologically advanced. Yeah. So now this is interesting. These bottom two here Terminator versus Godzilla. 
I mean, Godzilla. Yeah, it's like not even like wouldn't, a. Wouldn't it have to be? Like my long pause was just like trying to figure out any way that the Terminator has any sort of chance in this matchup. Because no. this is not the T one thousand or anything. Even like if that. it were. I know, but this is Schwarzenegger, and Schwarzenegger gets melted at the end of T2, and I would imagine one. Again, like even the T1000 technically gets melted in the liquid iron. Like yeah. one blast from the radioactive breath, like that would melt yeah. them. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then again, the placement is interesting. The Daleks, also from Doctor Who versus King Kong. I might give that to the Daleks because King Kong is just a large monkey. And the Daleks have like laser weapons and shit, right? They so do. like I, I think the Daleks probably just you know uh All right. incinerate him. That's not what they say. What do they say? Uh is it eradicate? I don't know. Eradicate. Yes. Is that what it is? I think so. Uh, we're not Doctor uh, Who fans. I told you this. Jason versus whoever you picked in the Doctor Who versus Doctor Phoebe Jeebies. Uh Jason. Ewoks versus Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Michael Myers versus a Wookiee. Michael Myers. Godzilla versus the Daleks. Uh, I'm going to go with Godzilla. Uh, so the final, we're just going to skip the semifinal here. The final, Jason Voorhees versus Godzilla. I think Freddy would actually uh, make it to the final. but Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't think there's any way for Freddy to lose to... Michael Myers or Jason. So, so okay. So now explain this. Jason beats Darth Vader. How does Freddy beat Jason? Not sure, but I mean, what's Jason going to do to a dream demon? He's a physical thing only. You know what I mean? Like you can't stop Freddy with through physical means. So, so if you kill a manifestation of Freddy, he just yeah, he just returns. But that's what happens but, in basically okay. every fucking movie. Okay, except Jason always returns. Yeah, but at the end of the day, so Jason they- at least is still physical. So, like, I even though, like, I feel like if I feel like if Freddy managed to get Jason lit on fire and you burned away all of his cells, that would be the end of Jason, I guess. Okay. I guess, but I, yeah, I don't really know. It's a hard question. It's a hard question. So then can Godzilla beat Freddy? I don't think so, but I also don't think that Freddy can beat Godzilla. I don't think there's anything that Freddy can do in Godzilla's dreams to actually harm him. So the stalemate, I think so. Or the two would never interact. Freddy would have no interest in Godzilla. Godzilla has no interest in a dream demon. So yeah, perhaps not. Maybe Godzilla just takes Tokyo and says, Freddy, you can have the rest. There you yeah. go. Thank you, Glenn. As always, our final email comes from the wonderful Mrs. Manson MV. Dear DC, how do you manage to stay on Martha's vineyard and not be stressed out about the details and costs of parking and ferry fare? And a bus pass, let alone your lodgings. It all seems like a lot of money just to be there. And details to coordinate before you've even done anything fun, like get some backdoor donuts or Maggie Moo's ice cream. No. 
Baggy Moose is not the great ice cream on there, but that's a different point. What else does one do out there? Or is it just grab a beach chair and read a book and relax? We did go for a day trip last summer, and it was fine, but not sure we want to bite the bullet on three-plus days out there. As you can probably tell, we still haven't booked any summer getaway yet. Paralyzed by choice and general feelings of ennui, Mrs. M. P.S. Don't we have a bestie on the vineyard? Help! Send a gal some advice from a local. That would be Jeffrey. And yes, I believe Jeffrey uh, could provide you some advice. So, Jeffrey, if you're listening... Uh, send us an email and help Mrs. Manson out. So here's the deal. You have to like vacationing the way in which my wife and I like vacationing. And I think the Mansons are close. Um, so parking is expensive. Not terribly expensive, but it is. It is cheaper to park uh, than it is to um have to coordinate and drive your car over. Yeah. Uh, the ferry fare, if you're walking on, is not that expensive. Um, the ferry fare is fine. And there are enough ferries that go that, you know, we don't ever plan. All right, we're going to get on the 1215. Like, I, I agree with everything you're saying, like, individually so far. But, like, if you're going to go for, like, five days or something, like, yes, just between parking and the ferry... And the bus pass, like mm -hmm. you are spending multiple hundreds of dollars, maybe like, and that might be overstating things, but you're spending close to two hundred dollars. No, yeah, and you're not even there yet. Like, well, you're there, but you're not in a room. You haven't paid no for any food. So, um, the bus pass here. Here's another thing. We often travel on the shoulders. We don't travel in the summer. The summer on the vineyard is ridiculously expensive. Uh, we are April vineyard travelers. We are September vineyard travelers where things are. Neither months we would and be able to go. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we will take if we're there for five nights, which is a long trip for us. Usually it's three. And usually we do three uh, as well. But I would like to start taking longer vacations. Sure. You may be better off just renting a house on the Cape. We did that in April. We stayed for four or five nights. It was lovely. Um, but anyways, uh, you don't get a bus pass. If you, if you plan it right, depending on where you stay, you don't need a bus pass like the first day you're there and the last day you're there. So if you're doing five days, don't get a bus pass day one. Don't get a bus pass day by five. Buy a three-day bus pass for days two, three, four. Okay. Um, and then the lodging can be expensive depending on unless you, you need the bus to get to where you're staying the first day. That is that is an issue. Now, the places that I know Mrs. Manson and I were discussing, if you take the ferry to the right, there are two ferry stops in the summer. They go to both. If you go to the town Oak Bluffs that the hotel is in, you don't need a bus. You literally get off with your bag or bags and you can walk within five minutes to the place that you're staying. Okay. And then you just spend that day in that particular place. Um, and then again, the morning that you're leaving, you're probably leaving, you know, you got to check out at 10 or 11 or whatever. So you just stay in that particular area there as well. Um, it, you know, we 
we surrender our schedule. We don't coordinate details. You know, there is, if you want to get to certain places and you're on the bus, you've got to take a bus to this place, get off, get on a different bus, go to this place. Sometimes you have to do that three or four times, which can be a pain. Um, we at this point only really stay in the three major towns and the buses are pretty, you know, you just go to the bus stop and within 10 minutes, the bus is there and you jump on. Um, we have considered driving over and then being able to go all over the island uh, and you have a car so it's easier, um, but we haven't done that in a very long time. And what else does one do out there? We will often get up, morning walk on the beach, have some breakfast, maybe jump on a bus and we go to Edgartown for a couple hours in the morning or we go to Vineyard Haven for a couple hours in the morning, have some lunch, back to the, the hotel or the house, chill. My wife enjoys reading outside, um, you know. Whatever it is one does, reading, watching TV, doing puzzles or whatever, you go out for dinner in the evening, you walk about, you you know, get a drink if you enjoy that sort of thing. It is a very, you know, there are things to do. There are events and things, but, you know, the event is you wait till 7 p.m., you walk over, you get in line for the, some backdoor donuts. It takes 20 minutes or so for the donut to come. You walk back. It's dusk. You walk over to the park, you sit on a bench, you're looking at the ocean, you're eating your warm donut at seven in the evening. You go home. And you make love to your wife. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes it's all you need. So, uh, you know, it's we have taken people to the vineyard before and found that they do not get it in the same way we get it. We have an emotional attachment. That is our honeymoon spot. That is one of the first big vacations we took as a couple was to that spot. Um, like that is one of our happy places. It is not necessarily everybody's. I would recommend doing one or two nights, curbing the cost, seeing if you enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, plan a future trip in which you stay for longer. Um, if you're going to be on the Cape, and I know that's a place that you do enjoy traveling, it's not that far. Stay a couple of nights on the vineyard. Stay a couple of nights on the Cape. I think our problem is we feel like the places we have frequented hold nothing for us anymore. So we want to do something new, but something like so this I, just, again, just looking at the cost is like, why? Sure. Would, why? Makes why? Sense. So my, my question to the two of you would be, what are the things you want to do? We don't do anything, so I can't answer that question. That's the problem. I know. I'm like, aware. You're, you are not hikers that I am aware of. It's not, you know, maybe you're going to be interested in taking up rock climbing or something. You can talk to friends of ours who have the, you know, Vibram's little toe shoes and can, um, you know, again, we enjoy... Being near water, we enjoy going to little towns and sort of exploring. We enjoy really good food, and we enjoy the fact that once you get off that ferry, it, it takes a lot of effort to get home again. There is, an, there is an aspect of that that we really enjoy. If something came up 
it would require a bus or a ferry and then a shuttle bus and then getting in the car and drive. Like there is an element of we are we are away. Like that is that is something that we enjoy. So I would you got to figure out what you want before you know because we often have that problem as well. We're we're thinking of trying the Berkshires and just you know driving through Western Massachusetts and hitting a museum and like that might be someplace new that we explore. But we often are like we don't you know we don't want to go out partying and nightclubbing and doing all of that. That's not our not our scene. So. I would recommend trying to figure out what are the things like what is, what is what do you want to do? Do you want to be do, doing do you want to go sailing? No. Um do you want do you want a spa? Do you want to be pampered? Nope. Do you want to, you know, have some good culinary experiences? Do you want like really really high-end food? No. I, I want to have a good culinary experience, but high-end food? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I could go for a high-end meal, sure. But it's not something I'm, like, seeking out necessarily. It's kind of not my sure. scene. Museums, culture, it's certainly not sporting events. I enjoy like, museums and culture, but again, like, it's more like... I mean, I guess if it's there, but it's not something that, like, I'm seeking out. I'm not traveling to a place because I want to see this masterpiece. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go, you know, walk the Vegas Strip? Nope. This is the problem, DC. I'm done with life. If I was 10% <laughs> smarter, it would be problematic to, even further because like I just this I don't like I I don't know, man. I don't I don't believe that, but I get the general feelings of ennui that that your lovely wife wrote about. I think I'm going to we're going to have to uh you know, to put our put our collective heads together because we often have had this. Like, we're trying to figure out what we want to do this summer. You know, we want to spend some time in Maine. We want to be closer to to the family that's up there for a while. But you know, I would like to go to a Portland Sea Dogs baseball game, but I know that's not necessarily something you want to do. Me? I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm not. In, I would invite you, but I'm <laughs> but you're not just saying. Okay, thanks. Thanks for making that clear. You know. You would, but you're not. Do you want to go? Do you want to go to like a town and do a scavenger hunt? Do you want to start doing escape room? No. Like there was a lot I of don't. stuff you did back in the day that was related to Halloween, haunted attractions, haunted houses. Like I might still have an interest in some of that stuff, but I don't have a partner in crime for that. So, yeah. You know, are do you are there are there specific sites from horror movies? Nope. That you want to go see? I do not. I like so. I that does not hold any excitement for me like seeing locations from films like the real world location is not the fictional location you know what yeah. I mean like it has no some people some people are interested I know, in but that. like like even like you know we've got friends who like go to like um conventions and meet actors and I don't even want to do any of that I you, you tell me there was a giant horror convention where all my favorites were going to have booths I would have zero interest in going. Like, I don't want to meet Even any Elvira of those people. Elvira and Quigley or whatever. No, the end. I don't. Like, I'd love to meet Linnea Quigley uh, uh, in the eighties if I were an adult man and she was the age she was in the eighties. But like, I, 
but no, like. So then, okay, let's let's take this from a different direction. What do you want to go on vacation for? Why do you want to be on vacation? I don't know. I think I think the answer that some people would give is to do something to to get away from here, um, yeah. to get a change of scenery. Um, and I agree with all of that ostensibly, but when I start actually thinking about things like, again, like Martha's Vineyard, and I start thinking about the costs there, I'm like, well, why the fuck am I going to do that? I should just stay home. And I should, even then I start looking at like Airbnbs and you start looking at the cost of these things now and you start looking at like the, the cleaning fees and the other bullshit and you stay somewhere for like three or four days. And the amount of money you're going to pay is equivalent to a month's mortgage payment. And it's like, fuck, why? No. We, we, went, we went to the Cape in April, and we were gone for four or five nights. And while I was not personally, my wife tends to pay for the, the stay, and I pay for everything else. It, tend to, it tends to work out that way. Um, it was close to a month's rent. Just to say, worth it. I, I maintain it was worth it. But that's that is traveling. I think I'm just just where we are right now. We're not feeling it. There's nothing that we particularly like to do. There's nowhere that we want to go. Like we even think like, oh, let's get on a plane and go somewhere. But then a plane is so much money and such a hassle that again, it's yeah. just like, forget it. I don't want to give tourist money to most fucking states in this country anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, DC, I'm broken. Fix me. I I don't necessarily know that you're broken, but I I get it because we have very similar conversations. So I think it's just a question of, you know, trying to think about what you want to do. Like, I could imagine, especially after the, the weeks that you've had, I you want a few days where you're not checking work email, mm-hmm. you're not doing slides. Uh-huh. Like I you think, like you know, be. like if you look at like Airbnbs or or whatever, I think like that the cliche would be to find a place that is like a writer's retreat. Not that I'm going to do any fucking writing, but like you know, a quiet place where you're secluded by yourself and nobody's going to fucking bother you, right? You did that. You were in the Hobbit. Correct. Hole. And I would be up for doing that again, I guess, except I can basically do that from home and not pay any sure. additional expenses. And I realize that yes, that is you, you have to. You, that's the, the nature of vacationing is there is an expense. I feel like if I'm going to spend start camping or glamping. No, no, thank you. No interest. Like, <laughs> again, like I just feel like if I'm going to spend the money, I should make it like something worthwhile. And but then yeah. now, now what what I do? go to Puerto Rico because I don't have a passport right now. So like I could go to Puerto yeah. Rico. I could go to the U.S. Uh, Virgin Islands. I could go to something like that. And maybe that would be fun. But again, like, yeah, what, I don't, that, that's, that doesn't appeal to me either because I go to Puerto Rico and I'm going to stay at an all inclusive resort because that's usually what they tell you to do. Like, you don't want to be wandering around. And like, I, what am I going to do? Just go and stay in a resort? It, for for five days and then get back on a plane and come home like that just seems like 
I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like traveling to me. You are looking for something that when you're there, you're either not thinking about how much it costs for you to be there, or you're thinking this was worth the expense. Yeah. I'm looking for something that's yeah. worth the expense. And like, you're talking to a man who feels like if I have to pay more than $15 for a pair of jeans, it ain't worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I, so my, I realize my, my sense of the value of a dollar is completely borked, but like, I just don't think anything is worth what the world is charging for things these days. You could consider, and again, you will say no to this and that's fine. This is a work in progress. People will be, not only are people emailing their recurring dreams to us for next week, uh, but they're also uh, sending, you know, vacation destinations. And, and Glenn, I know, I know you will let the Manson sleep on your I floor, don't have a passport. But, but you could consider the Hobbit hole was a very unique place to stay. That could be the thing you start doing. We're going to go on Airbnb and find the most. Yeah. Unique. We're going to stay in a treehouse. The We're problem is and then you, like. A lot of those places that have those unique sort of experiences, it's like five, seven hundred dollars a night. A night. I will I, I'm never gonna pay that. I'm never gonna pay it. Camping. No, thank you. You know what you need? The Manson family driveway needs a Winnebago. I'm gonna pass on that as well. All right. I do enough driving. You know, what you, cannot, you know what you can't pass on? Huh? You can't pass on your piece of positivity because despite all, right. all of this thrilling mm-hmm. conversation, uh, optimistic out the ass, I need your piece of positivity for the week. What has been going on uh, that has excited, thrilled, and delighted you? Well, we're trying to decide on a place to go on vacation, so... I guess I've got that to go on look a cruise. forward to. Go on a cruise. No, thank you. I think cruises are like, I honestly, like, I think cruises are like the worst sounding thing in fucking existence. Like, I would get, a, I, I, I don't like people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting onto a boat with a thousand fucking other people if, with a room the size of a closet. And like, every time you leave that room, you're just surrounded by fucking people. And never mind the fact that I'm probably going to be vomiting the entire time that I'm on there anyways. I don't know if I get seasick, but I probably don't. But I just, nothing about a cruise, especially like, you know, they're just breeding grounds for viral diseases and other sorts of bullshit. Like, no appeal. Zero appeal to me. None. Again, I'm broken. I realize it. I, whatever. It is what it is. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't think I'm depressed. I honestly don't. I think that, like, I just think that, like, I have perfectly reasonable and, like, rational reasons for why a lot of these things don't appeal to me. I'd like to find something that I just was like, yes, I want to do that. I don't, like I said, I really don't feel like I'm depressed or anything like that. I just, I, I would, I, I think I... The problem is I would be more satisfied just staying at home, staycation. But that doesn't accomplish the goal of going somewhere and getting a change of scenery. Why, why does the goal need to be going somewhere? Do, you could do a whole lot of day trips 
We live in a place where Boston's not that far away. The most appealing thing I have thought of to do this summer is to eat at every location of the Friendly Toast. Do it. Who is to say? Who is to say what you're... You could do... There there are tons of food vacations. We have looked at... You know, we have found websites that rank the 10 greatest lobster rolls in New England, and we're like, we're going to go to all 10. It's more of a a lifetime goal, but we're going to check off the best lobster roll in every state. And we're going to go. And, you know, we've, we've been like, there are, you know, here's a list of the 25 best used book, you know, bookstores. Let's go check all of them out. Like there are places you can go and do those things. And that's the appeal. Like I said, if you did a staycation, no email, none of that, you can't cook. You've got to get your food from out. Most meals, you've got to do some sort of day trips. You've got the coast. That's not too far away. You've got mountains not too far away. You've got Newport, Rhode Island, Mystic, Connecticut. You've got shopping, since I know how much you love spending money. Like, there are things you could do. Uh, you know, move into the other bedroom. There's your change of scenery. You wake up and you're, you're over to sleep on your giant sectional couch. I just might, DC. I just might. Make a, make a plan. You just said, talked about making sweet love to your wife. You're going to, by the end of the vacation, we have to do it in every room of the house. Nice. Nice. So did you give me a piece of positivity? Yeah, planning a vacation. That's what the conversation around the house has been this week. So, um, and clearly the positivity is radiating off of you, seeping (laughs) out of your pores. I am blinded by the sheer brilliance of your excitement over planning this vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sensing some uh, uh, sensing a little bit of negativity coming through this microphone, these airwaves. Sarcasm. Mm. So it wouldn't have happened if you didn't make me plug this one in. If I could be my echoey faraway self, you wouldn't have noticed the sarcasm. Fair. That's on me. Wouldn't have transferred. Um, 20 days. I got 20 school days left. Um, where I'm at the point now where I have that checklist of as things get done. That's the last time I have to do that this year. That's the last time I have to do that this year. Um, yeah. And I will say, um, talking about your, you know, local things, we were in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Never been. Just over, just over the border. We went to a restaurant called The Duck for a Mother's Day meal with my parents. The champ was there. Uh, my mom got the prime rib. She was very happy. Um, I did pay two hundred and sixteen dollars for for uh, for the food. Although my dad gave me thirty, he insisted on paying for his. Pay, <laughs> his meal, of course, he did. Um, but they had a dessert, a chocolate hazelnut torte. Okay. I took a bite, and almost had to ask everyone to leave the room. Wow! Because it was it was. It was so good. And then I, I pushed it towards my wife and she's like, you know, I don't like hazelnuts. And I just kept pushing it toward her. And she was like, I'm not going to like it. And I just kept pushing it toward her. And finally she took a bite and then she almost made us all leave the room. She was like, you're eating a large block of fudge. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so good that we ordered a second one for us to bring home. Very nice. So, um, 
you know, not that I think many of the people listening will ever be in that neck of the woods, but if you're talking about a staycation or there's a lovely Holiday Inn Express in Sturbridge, Massachusetts, we have stayed there before, and then you're right down the road from the duck and the delightful chocolate hazelnut tour. You could do historic stuff. Plymouth Plantation, Freedom Trail in Boston, Sturbridge Village. You could tap into your inner history buff. That doesn't exist, but yeah, or, point taken. Or yeah. second okay. option, you'd book one of those writer's retreats that you talk okay. about, but you don't go with your wife. You go with GQ, and the two of you write your script that you keep talking about. Don't threaten me with a good time. And your wife can have her trip of whatever it is she wants to do, which might be sitting in a beach chair with a book. That might be right up her alley. I don't know what she wants. Me neither. And honestly, if she told me she wants to go on a vacation somewhere to sit in a beach chair to read a book, like that would give me the motivation I would need to want to do that with her. That's all I would need to know that she wanted to do it. All right there, Mrs. Manson. Gauntlet set. We expect. I don't want you to talk about it with your husband. I want you to email it next week and we'll deal with we want to. We're going to plan this entire vacation on the air. All right there, friends. Thank you for joining us on this fun filled episode. Uh, it didn't really work out being the, the heads of the penal system. Um, but you know what? We're not going to take the brain pill either. But we still entertained you for going on 97 minutes. This was a long one. Our episodes have been pretty short. We got a girthy boy for you this week. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head into that good night? Girthy boy? That's an interesting choice of words, DC. The episode. Yep. Okay. Um. You know, um, podcast at ddtwrestling.com is the email address. Send us an email if anybody knows how to use emails anymore. And um, patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. It uh, does help keep the lights on. We appreciate all your financial support. Helps pay for the the um, the show, the hosting. And also so Absolutely. DC can have access to but not watch the WWE Network. I have, I have thought about firing it back up. I, I, I want to catch up on my ring of honor and then, then I might be firing it back up. Thank you to Nate and Che and Glenn and Mrs. Manson. We hope to hear from you uh, for our next episode. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a delightful, delightful week. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie?